Our next reading is from the book of John, chapter 3, verses 1 to 15. Uh, If you're looking at the Pew Bibles, you'll find that passage on page 1111. The passage is titled, Jesus teaches Nicodemus. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you have you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born again when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be, to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. May the Lord bless his word to us. Please uh, keep your Bibles open at John chapter 3 since this is the passage we'll be working through today. Uh, But let us first pray. Lord, be with us today as we consider your word to us. Help us put away all distractions of our minds and help us to leave all our presumptions behind. Keep us humble and open our hearts and our minds to accept your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, today's passage is pretty famous. It's famous for that phrase, you must be born again. Um, Outside of Christian circles, the phrase is well known. Um, Businesses use it all the time. Uh, Born again kitchens, you can have your kitchen renovated and restored or installed. Born again floors, born again batteries, born again, you name it, It's, it's out there. But despite its use outside of Christianity, it remains a very Christian phrase. I must confess that since I was young I have developed a bit of a cringe for the phrase um, every time I hear it. I I think it's because it gets so misapplied. I I think from a non-Christian standpoint it sounds like some kind of badge of righteousness, a, a badge for some kind of club, a bit of a boast. It's a bit of a brag It's a bit of pride. But is this how we're meant to understand the new birth? Is it a badge? Something to boast about? 
Now we know it's important to us, even non-Christians know it's important to us. But what is it all about? What is being born again mean? What does it mean? Is it essential to be born again? How does it actually come about? Our passage today is a discussion between Nicodemus and Jesus. Understanding Nicodemus a little will help us understand what Jesus is saying. In verse 1 it begins, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. As a member of the Jewish ruling council, Nicodemus is well placed in society and he's also a Pharisee. Now, many of you will know that Jesus often ran into confrontations with the Pharisees. Um, They saw Jesus' teaching as a threat to their own teaching and he regularly shamed them in, in their knowledge of scripture and their rules based approach to righteousness. Did Nicodemus come to test Jesus? Verse 2. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you were doing if God were not with him. So Nicodemus has come to Jesus at night and it's a bit of a secret meeting and he's probably a bit afraid of what the other members of the Jewish ruling council and the other Pharisees are going to think of him meeting with Jesus. Jesus has not been popular with them. He also says he believes that Jesus is from God because of the miracles he has been performing. He says that no one can perform these miracles unless God is on his side. So Nicodemus can't be your typical card-holding member of the ruling council or the Pharisees. But he calls him rabbi, which means teacher. He doesn't believe that Jesus is from God in the sense that he is the son of God but believes that he is from God in the sense that all good teachers are ordained by God. He thinks that Jesus is one of the good guys. Nicodemus doesn't ask a question here. and Maybe he recognised Jesus as someone like himself, a, a good, honest teacher. Perhaps he came to introduce himself, to make friends, maybe to show support. But Jesus, who knows the heart of all men, sees need in all of us. And what does Nicodemus need? Verse 3, in reply Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. In short, unless Nicodemus is born again, he won't be saved, he will not see eternal life, he will go to hell. In fact, this is true for all of us. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. We must be born again. What is this kingdom of God? Well, it refers both to the kingdom that is now and the kingdom that is to come. When we say the kingdom now, it refers to Christ, who is the head, and the church. The kingdom to come is the new heaven and the new earth and our eternal life with God. It refers to both of those things. and you know, It's the reward, the result of God's plan for us. But Jesus says there's an entry criteria. We must be born again. Nicodemus hasn't correctly assessed who Jesus is. Jesus is the king of God's kingdom. When Jesus preached that the kingdom of God is at hand, it really was true. There is nothing that represents the kingdom of God more than Jesus Christ himself, who is the king of that kingdom. The king, you see, is literally standing in front of Nicodemus and he can't see it. 
I tell you the truth, Jesus says, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. You must be born again. But what does it mean to be born again? For Nicodemus, what Jesus has said is really weird. Verse 4, how can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother womb, mother's womb to be born. Jesus has just told him that he needs to be born again, but Nicodemus is thinking, Jews are born into Israel. They are born to be God's chosen people. They are already part of his kingdom. The Jews in that time believed that given their birth into Israel, they would be part of the kingdom of God, as long as they didn't break away from the religion or commit some grievous crime. Their belonging to the kingdom of God was seen as a birthright. So Nicodemus is thinking, born again? Did it not work the first time? How could a man repeat that process? What do you mean that I must be born again? So Jesus answered, verse 5, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. I'm not sure about you, but that doesn't necessarily clarify too much from where we sit. Water and spirit, what does it mean? How do we work this out? Uh, It's good to consider an Old Testament passage to see how Nicodemus would have understood this. Keep your place in your Bibles where you are, but I'll read for you from Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 25 and 27. So this is God speaking. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. The water and the spirit. Here you can see God's application of water for cleansing and God's application of the Holy Spirit for a change in behaviour. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Being born again means to be cleansed of your sins. He says, I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. What are God's decrees and laws? It's doing the will of God. It's doing what the Bible instructs you to do. It's living according to God's will and not living according to your own. It is his spirit in you, moving you to do his will. So this is God bringing new life to his people. It is the rebirth that Jesus is speaking about. It was also in our first reading today in Psalm 51. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. The themes of water for washing and the spirit to change you from within. Being born again is to be cleansed from your sin and be given a new spirit, the Holy Spirit, to move you to do God's will. You must be born again You must be cleansed from your sin and be given his spirit to do God's will. But why must we be born again? So we can enter the kingdom of God. Jesus explains in verse 6. Flesh gives birth to flesh, 
but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Physical reproduction, Nicodemus, will not provide for you what you need to enter the kingdom of God. In computer technology terms, we call this garbage in, garbage out. If you feed bad data into a computer system, you're going to get bad data out again. If you type the wrong numbers into a calculator, you will get the wrong result. The same happens in cooking. If you use off ingredients, the result's going to be awful. Garbage in, garbage out. We're all sinners and since Adam sinned, we effectively inherit the sinfulness of our parents and our children inherit it from us. There is nothing in us that's good enough to change this cycle. Sinful beings can only produce sinful beings. Jesus is saying that your grandparents were sinners, your parents were sinners, you were sinners, your children are sinners and even their children will be sinners. There isn't anything that can change that. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Perhaps you think you are a good person. But have you placed God in his rightful place in your life? Have you put him at the forefront of your heart and your mind in all things? Are you trying to work out God's purpose for your life? Are you trying to work out your own purpose, run your life your own way? To ignore God and to run life your own way is sin. Your physical birth has produced a sinner. You must be born again. But the new birth brings more than cleansing from sins. Read in verse 8, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus in simple terms what happens to someone who has been given the Spirit. The wind is not controlled, it goes wherever it wishes and you can't see it. But you know it's there. You know it's there because you can see its effects. When a good sailor is using the wind, he'll look at the effect of the wind on the sail and feel it within the boat. When he doesn't have any wind or not enough, he'll look out across the water and and see where the water is rougher because wherever the wind's effects are, that's where the wind is. He can't see the wind itself, but he can see its effects. And you can't see the spirit, but you can see its effects. You can see it because it has power over the person who is born again. They begin to do the work of God. Where they previously looked to themselves for what they should do, now they look to God. They are changed in heart and in action. They are renewed and they are reborn. I heard the testimony of a man who was once addicted to drugs, the They controlled his life, he would spend all his money on drugs and his life was wasting away. When he came to faith in Christ, the addiction disappeared. The drugs no longer appealed to him. His life as a whole was completely changed and that man now preaches the gospel. Other changes can be less dramatic. God can work his changes in us more gradually. You can't see the spirit but you can see the effect it has on people. Can you see the effect of the Holy Spirit in those around you? 
can you see its effect in yourself? When you were first born, you were incapable of doing God's will. But when you were reborn, you were not only able, you were guided and you were moved to do God's will. You must be born again and you must be cleansed from your sin and be given the spirit to do God's will. Nicodemus here really doesn't sound convinced. In verse 9 he says, How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Nicodemus was not trusting what Jesus had said. Despite his earlier call that he believed that Jesus was a teacher from God, he's still not trusting what he has to say. We see here how weak Nicodemus's belief really is and how necessary it is for him to be born again. Nicodemus wants more proof. So what does Jesus say? Verse 11, I tell you the truth, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Nicodemus says, I have not heard enough to see how this can be true. And Jesus says in turn, do not expect to understand it all. Even Nicodemus, who, who is a Pharisee, is a member of the ruling council, has been theologically trained, well versed in the scriptures, a teacher of Israel. He doesn't get it. And you can't be expected to get it all either. If you can't understand everything about this world, this world that's before your very eyes, you can't be expected to understand everything that's heavenly, everything about eternal life. But if you say, I cannot believe there is a heaven or there is a God or there is a life after death, Jesus says in reply, there is a God. I am his son. There is a heaven. I am from there. He says there is life after death. I know these things because I am God. I am from heaven. I created the heavens and the earth. I created you. I know how this works. Jesus, the Son of God, came in person to testify to these things. Jesus says, I know what I am talking about. I am the evidence before you. Accept my testimony. And Jesus says, you must be born again. You must be cleansed from your sin and be given the spirit to do God's will. So if we are to be born again, how does it happen? Jesus uses for Nicodemus an Old Testament example. Verse 14, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. What is this curious reference to a snake in the desert? It's actually from a part of Israel's history that has been kept for us. It's in Numbers chapter 21. It occurs after God has delivered Israel from Egypt, after he has given them manna from heaven to eat, after he's given them quail for meat to eat. He's even broken apart stone and given them water to drink. And and in fact, they've finished their time in the desert. They're on their way to the promised land at last. But somehow still they begin to grumble at God. And for this sin, God sends poisonous snakes amongst them and many of them are bitten and, begin to, and, and die. 
eventually they repent of their sin and they call on God for help. And then it says in Numbers chapter 21 verse 8, the Lord said to Moses, make a snake, put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, he lived. Here, God redeems his people by taking away the punishment for their sin. But how does it come about? Look at the way it happened. Did God ask ask them to apply an anti-venom? No. Did God ask them to cut off the poisoned limb? No. Did they even have to clear the camp of the snakes? No. What did the people actually have to do? Oh, nothing really. They recognised their sin and they asked God for help but God didn't ask them to do anything except trust that what he had said was true. They just had to look at the snake and then they would have been saved. It was a question of trust, a question of faith. It was no effort. I doubt they patted themselves on the back and said, good work for looking at the snake. It was all God. He saved them from the punishment of their sins through their faith, through their trust in him. If you didn't believe that God's plan would work, you wouldn't look at the snake and then you would die. But if you believed, you would look at the snake and you would live. It is a saving act from God delivered through faith. And so it is the same with Jesus. Believe in him. Put your trust in him. Believe that God's plan for saving you works and you will have eternal life. There is no effort on your part. You will see the kingdom of God. You will enter the kingdom of God. You will have eternal life. Being born again is entirely the work of God. It comes to us through faith, through trust in him. So Jesus has said you must be born again. You must be cleansed from your sin and be given the spirit to do God's will. To be born again, you need only put your trust in Jesus. Now, if you have already accepted Christ, rejoice. He has cleansed you from your sin before God. He has put a new spirit within you to move you, to change you from within. It changes your heart, it changes your actions. Others are going to see this. If you are born again, you should see the changes. They will be noticeable. The spirit can't be seen, but its effects definitely can. So how is this working out in your life? Are you doing the will of God? Is God taking a greater priority in your life? Can people see Christ-like behaviours in you? Maybe you can't see change in your life or have you been the same as always? Perhaps like Nicodemus, you come to Jesus not really expecting anything. Do you accept Jesus' testimony that you must be born again? Do you accept his testimony that you are a sinner, that you have always been one? If you have come to realise your sinfulness before God, turn away from your sinful life, repent. Accept the testimony of Jesus, believe 
He is the Son of God. He is from heaven. He has come to testify to you that there is a God, there is a heaven and there is eternal life. It doesn't matter what you've done. It's not too late. Repent and believe. You must be born again. To be born again you need only put your trust in Jesus and if you look to him he will grant to you the Holy Spirit to move you, to change you from within, to do God's will. It will change your heart and your life. You will be born again. You will see the kingdom of God. You will enter the kingdom of God and you will have eternal life. How great, how awesome is that? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, We know we have sinned, Lord, and our sins are always before us. We have sinned against you and done what is evil in your sight. We were sinful at birth, even from the very time we were conceived. So have mercy on us, God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Cleanse us from our sins and create in us by your spirit a pure heart. By your spirit, guide us to keep your laws and to do your will. We ask for your help, Lord. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you for you have sent us your Son, for you have promised to us that when we believe in him, when we trust him for our salvation, that you give us new birth, a life that is turned to you and a life that is eternal. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.